0: Job said in Job 23 in verse 12, neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Ever get a taste of him? There's nothing to go back to. and that good? Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. When they all walked away in John chapter six, verse sixty-six. Jesus turned around and looked at his 12 and said, are you gonna go away too? Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? For thou only hast the words of life. My worst days with Jesus are better than my best days with the world. He's all I need. And he's all you need. And I invite you to sit and dine at the table of his word. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm. Glory to God. Father, I'm trying to just hear your voice and help me to hear it clearly. Would you guide us through this process tonight? Lord, I feel like we're going to hit a van here in a minute. I don't know even what that means, but you're stirring and moving in our midst. And Lord, I know the numbers may be small, and the devil taunts little churches and makes them feel insignificant, makes them feel out there fixing the cave and all. Lord, but you took 12 average and ordinary men and did Extraordinary things with and for them and through them, Lord. Though we may be small, our God is great tonight. So take this little what some might say a band of misfits. Take us and use us for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm. So I want to review. Scripture that we read this week, but before we do, I just need to explore this verse a little more. Neither have I, Job twenty-three, twelve. Neither have I gone back. Years, years, years and years ago, I've of this story before. Years and years ago, I would guess about twenty, let's say year two thousand ish, maybe 2003, it was over 20 years ago, I was still young, very wet behind the ears, amen, young ministry, surrendered the days of 18 to preach, never been to Bible college, really? I got one semester in on my belt, then Elijah came along, so that was the end of that, I remember getting up and preaching a message one time that all the older preachers kind of laughed at because they knew I didn't really know what I was getting into. As a young preacher, I preached whatever it takes. Let's see, um, how do I say it? Yeah, the title of the message. you got to understand the context. If my memory serves me correctly, I was preaching about Joshua and Caleb and I was preaching about the battles that they were going to have to fight going into the promised land. And I was talking about the fearful and doubtful generation and the optimistic and faithful generation. And there were people that would rather die in the wilderness than risk having to fight in the promised land. And the essence of my message was, Bring it on. Whatever it takes for me to experience all that God has in store for me, I don't want to fall short of what God has. Now, I have jokingly said that that was kind of a foolish and bold declaration, but really in my heart of hearts, I'm still saved. Not that I feel like I'm strong enough in and of myself to take on the devil. I see, some of these preachers saying, you don't know what you're asking for. And they're right, I did. It's been a tough battle, And it's still tough. But I want to just make a public declaration. So help me God. I'm still not one of them. I'm still not going back. Amen. I'm still saying, whatever it takes, Lord. I would rather stick with Jesus alone than have a thousand by my side going nowhere together. And I am looking for, and God is looking for a few good men God is looking for a few faithful people that will say in their heart of hearts that no matter what it costs me personally and no matter what it takes, I would rather have Jesus than anything else. And it's not worth sacrificing God's best to be mediocre. To be average and ordinary Christian that does little, if anything, to bear fruit for the glory of God. I had no idea I was gonna preach on this till right then. But here we are. And maybe this is for me, if it ain't for anybody else. You ever have a devil right on your shoulder on a bitch here. Really just doggy. Remind you of how little you are. Remind you of how weak you are. Amen. Remind you of your mistakes and your failures, and, and he'll also he'll, tell, he'll, he'll speak some facts, but he also mixes them with lies. You know, there's different the facts and the truth. Fact is, I might be hurting, and bleeding. Truth is, I'm more than a conqueror through Christ. Y'all remember that message I preached a while back? On a, what was that? What was that called? A, uh, my state is not my status. My state might be that I'm limping. Amen. My state might be that I'm not hitting on all the seizures. My, my state might be that I'm weak. weak as water but my status is that I'm redeemed I'm called I'm chosen how can you know the devil gets you asking how can I win but God would ask how can you lose how can you lose with God on your side if God before us, soon can be against us Amen. I don't regret a mile that I've traveled for my Lord. I regret a lot of things I've done, but I've not regretted one thing that I've done for my Lord. And neither should you. People come and go in your life. Seems like sometimes a lot more goes than comes. Amen. But there's one constant. And his name is Jesus. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. And I just feel like saying tonight. That you'll make it if you don't quit. Amen. uh, Washington Heights Baptist Church. You can make it. If you don't quit. I was talking to a brother earlier today someone was complaining about the people that left since I took the church trying to uh, trying to suggest the idea maybe that it was something I was doing wrong so you know what their solution was they left. interesting that one who complain about others leaving and would think the best way to remedy the situation would be to leave themselves. I'm telling you, if you'll stick with God and stick with His Word and stick with the man of God that God's put, if you'll stick to it, I don't care how many people leave, if you'll stick with God's plan, you'll come out on top, but you've got to stick with God. i got one question for the naysayers. Where did I go wrong biblically? And why would it be my fault if someone left because I've been preaching straight out of the book? Amen. I I don't know why God's having me do that. I was not planning on. maybe somebody was thinking about going back. Whatever back means. Back to the old church. I don't know, back to before you come to this church. Maybe the tempter has also come because you know what the devil does, don't you? Here's what the devil does. He surrounds the shepherd with wolves. Amen. If you've got a good shepherd that fights the uh, the leaven of the bread of the Pharisees and Sadducees—that's false doctrine—and insist on not just having head knowledge, but heart knowledge and practical application. You got your pastor that fights for not only truth uh, uh, in, in your in your mind, but in your heart, in your spirit, in your attitude. Amen. I the devil going to do his best to encircle that man of God with wolf-like spirits that attack and gnash at the teeth uh, and and he's going to try to intimidate anybody that else that might try to be supportive of that I'm I'm just just telling you what happens. And some of you that's watching online need to get right with God and get back to your home church. Because you let the devil talk you out of saying put where God, God ain't even nowhere near through. If this church wants God better, Did you hear what I said? It's a very prophetic word. And I say I know they say Baptists do not supposed to be prophetic. But I'm just speaking from my heart and from the word of God, the principles of God. word. If you want God, you can have him. But if you want a man-made religion that can be controlled by a select few, you can have that too. But there's no man can serve two masters. You got to make your choice. Amen. I don't know how long God's going to keep me around here. But I got the question for you how long do you want to stick with God? Hey, some people have left this church because they couldn't take the heat of the preaching of God's word. They think they left the church, but they left the will of God not all of them amen you say they might hear you say that I hope they do I'm not being vindictive I'm not being mean I'm not being I'm just speaking something I wasn't even planning on saying but if you want to strengthen what remains you got to solidify in your heart Did God put you here or not if he did stick with it fight for what God has built Bible says, take heed lest you bite and devour one another, that you be not consumed one of another. Amen. You gotta decide, you know what? This is gonna be harder than we thought. We're gonna to have to learn what to tune into and what to tune out. And it might be close friends and family. And they may speak some facts, but they're misconstruing the truth. Amen. They're they're misapplying the facts. You never know the whole story. Amen. You never know the whole story. I'm not perfect. Never claim to be, never will. I'm a man. Mistakes I have made, something I want to make some more. I'm not always going to make you happy. Sometimes I'm going to disappoint you. I'm not going to call you on your birthday. I'm not going to visit you when you were sick. I'm just something I'm going to miss. Not even because I meant to, not because I don't have a big heart. I'm just a man and I can only spread myself so far. Not an excuse, but it's a reality. Amen. But what we got to decide as a church do we want to work together or just ride it out until our next favorite preacher comes along so that we can get more comfortable again. Are you listening? We want to keep this thing going and going stronger. We're going to have to take this attitude out of the book of Job and read it again. Job 23, 12. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. When you love the word of God, you know what happens? The Bible says, great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. You won't get offended and walk off because your feathers will ruffle if that book is being declared. All your flesh might get mad, but your spirit will have to surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and say, thank God we had a pastor that told us like it was instead of like we wanted it to be. Amen. You know what we need? We need some people that love the Word so much that they're willing to lay under Holy Ghost surgery every week if that's what it takes. Now, some might take this as a rebuke. I don't really intend it that way. I'm hoping that this is more like food for your soul to encourage you to to, to be steady in your walk, to be unmovable, unshakable, Amen. don't go back to an old way of thinking you see what what made the children of Israel nervous about going into the promised land was the evil report of all the big, the bad, the ugly and the fear of the unknown that I think the Holy Spirit just revealed to me I just hit the nail on the head that's the reason most have left is what caused fear of the unknown fear of the unknown but if God is leading you you can't be led wrong it's a faith journey. am I right amen If the Holy Spirit reveals something to you in that book to the preaching of God's Word that you've never heard before don't get nervous get excited say Lord I'm glad you're feeding me I'm glad you're teaching me something that I've never seen before I've never heard before help me Lord to make the necessary adjustments because you know what happens when you shut off a willingness to learn more from the Word of God well unless you're willing to receive what God has already revealed to you he's no longer no obligated to reveal anymore to you you just turn off the speaker why would God speak to a deaf ear that refuses to listen amen and, and the truth is you know people think people people worry about okay uh, that preacher's that is a little bit of a wild card I, I admit I, I'm a little bit of a wild card amen never know what you're gonna get the funny thing is they want me to give them my plans i don't have no plan but to follow the holy Ghost for minute by minute that is my plan because he has the plan and he don't usually reveal it to me to the last minute why is it because he can't trust me with the plans? i'll mess him up of like a general in the army he'll he'll let his you know i mean they, they give orders in a timely fashion in an organized way At the right moment, at the right time, you got to stay in control of the intel, right? Jesus is my commander in chief. Don't go back. Because here's the thing it could just be back to an old way of thinking. And some have made great progress. And aligning more biblically in your thinking as it relates to church life, as it relates to serving God. But there's always that tendency to snap back into what you're most familiar with, the way things always have been. And by going back in your mind, you can isolate yourself from the fresh voice of God. I remember as a young man who grew up under purely Southern Gospel music. I, don't, I didn't only just listen to Southern Gospel music. I heard preachers who got up and preached against anything but Southern Gospel music. So I, I grew up believing that if it was not Southern Gospel, it wasn't a God, period. I had a very narrow way of thinking about music. It scared me when I hear music that was not like what I heard growing up, and I liked it. It made me nervous. I thought, maybe something's wrong with me. Maybe I'm slipping off. Maybe I'm getting a little worldly. It's just one example. And how sometimes we have such a narrow focus on the way things should be done that we can't welcome the fresh voice of God. This is the principle. We're, we're way past doing our review tonight, guys, and going bigger than that out here. We'll have to do that Wednesday, maybe. But this is like... Remember when Jesus said, uh, you cannot pour uh, new wine into old vessels. Do you want to know why those old vessels could not... Receive new wine? How I many of you know the answer already? Don't blab it, but raise your hand. Some of you do. Some of you studied this, yeah. Most of you have heard this. Them old wineskins, they, they, they have already stretched to the max because that new wine is going to ferment. There's going to be atmospheric pressure. There's going to have to be room for the Holy Spirit to expand, right? And if you're an old wineskin, you're essentially saying uh, no. But here's the thing that the scripture says, and we've got to be careful to understand. When you put new wine into an old wineskin, you lose both the wine and the wineskin. You lose them both. The old is busted up, but the wine is gone. Nothing but a disaster. So he said, what you do is you put new wine in the new wineskins. That new wine is symbolic of the moving of the fresh voice of the Holy Spirit of God it is bringing Jesus and scripture from 2000 to 25 years ago into contemporary society It is not just stating the Bible's historical fact, but it's declaring it as truth we live by right here and right now. That Jesus wasn't just a healer 2,000 years ago, that he can heal today, amen. It, it, it It is allowing God to be right here and right now, present in your life. That's the fresh newness of the new wine. But when churches become focus on being a monument of the past instead of momentum for now and the future. They become an old wineskin not being able to hear what God wants to do right now different than what it did 5, 10, 15, 20, 20, 25, 30 years ago. And I've seen church after church after church not allow the Holy Spirit to massage their hearts and make them again another vessel that was able to contain the newness of God's voice to respond to what he's wanting to do. And because what God was wanting to do did not fit within their religious equation, instead of yielding to the change, they lost their opportunity their new wine. And in some cases it done more damage both to the church and to the pastor than it ever should have. We lost the wineskin and the wine because they refused to cooperate because it was not they were not capable of cooperating. I've got a question for you tonight. Is God trying to make you again another vessel as seems good to the master to make it? Is he trying to take you as an old wineskin in some ways and give you a fresh revelation of him so that you can contain the fullness of what he wants to do today in your church life, in your personal life? And are you cooperating with that or are you resisting that? Maybe you've come up to the brink of the river Jordan and you've hung with it so far, but you're now more nervous than ever. And you're like, oh, I just don't know. And you're, you're feeling like you're fixing to turn around and go back. Careful what you go back to. Because if you ever decide to turn back around and change your mind, you may have lost your opportunity. Amy, I had no idea I was going to be talking about all this tonight. Wasn't even in the forefront of my mind. Wasn't even in the back of my mind. He who hath ears to hear, let him hear. We have got to be willing to be pliable In the hands of God, not only how He says do it and through whom He says to do it, but also when He says to do it. Have you ever studied the timing of the new wines fermenting? It takes time for that process. Amen. And when we get out of sync with God's timing, everything gets messed up. Mm -hmm. We have got to esteem the words of his mouth more than our necessary food. If it's more important to us than our very next piece of bread, then it's certainly more important Than everything else. Now, the Holy Spirit is, if He hasn't already, He's already talking to some about some things that only you and God know about. But Jesus said a little leaven, leaveneth the whole lump. If you even remotely entertain the old Mindset that resists the fresh leading of the Holy Spirit. If you even remotely entertain it, it can mess you all up. A little leaven. He said, beware of the leaven of the scribes and Pharisees. He was talking about how they took and twisted and added to the Word of God to make it their own. And they so insisted on doing it their way through their religious formalities and systems that, it, it, that, that the new wine of Jesus came on the scene and he could not fit into their old wine skin because he wasn't made to fit. But what did they do? Well, he disrupted them and they put him on a cross. Are you getting what I'm saying? the good thing about that new wine though it might have got spilled out because it couldn't be contained but he resurrected on day three my goodness you know more than i do why i'm saying what i'm saying you know more than i do I think we need to just have some time of prayer tonight. Let's do that. I want you to pray for this church because this church is coming to a crossroads if it hasn't already. Do they really want God or do they want their old formalities back the way things used to be and have always been? It's your choice. You tonight. If the Lord has been leading you in the greener pasture and still water, nervous as you might have been, don't go back. Don't be as the children of Israel in the wilderness. Who said, Would to God we'd have been in Egypt? At least we could have had a burying plot when they when we died over there. At least we'd have had some food to eat. Egypt don't have nothing near as good as what the promised land has. God wants to take this church and do something he's never done for this church and might not have done for any of these churches around here before. And we can blame it on anybody we want to, but we must look in the mirror and ask ourselves, art thou the man? Am I the one? When Jesus said, one of you shall betray me this night, every one of them said, is it I? And can we come before the presence of God and say, Lord, is it I? It's not my brother. It's not my sister. But it's me, O Lord, standing in the need of In the face of God. One moment of grieving the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Spirit is like wind. He can be here in a moment and gone the next. He's very much a gentleman, He will not force Himself upon us, but He does. Invite us into the promised land experience of the victorious Christian life where we do make the Word of God above our necessary food more than anything else. It's important that we live by it, and, if need be, die by the Word of God. Some people have gotten offended because. The only book that I have consulted since I've been here is the Word of God. The only document that I have given any credibility to so far as ultimate decisions of philosophy of ministry is the Word of God. I have I have quit trying a long time ago even to even to try to conform to man's documents. I, I simply have made it my business to study the real so that I could identify the counterfeit when it pops up. And if we'll all make the word of God our mantra, our pursuit of that living bread, Jesus Christ, he can help this church. Become an exceeding great and mighty army that will do mighty exploits. The sky is the limit to what God can do. But the question is, are we hungry for it? Do we want it? Or are we going to expect it to just come while we sit passively and wait for it? Oh no, honey. The kingdom is for the hungry. Get up and go get it. Father, in the name of Jesus. Very strange tonight. There's somebody here tonight. I hear more than one of us. Need to yield to your voice in our life. get out of your way and say no matter what I'll serve you no matter what I'll stay by the stuff no matter what I'm going to be faithful so help me God not in my own strength, not in my own power I'd never take credit for it but so help me God I'll be here till till I breathe my last breath if God calls me home but I'm not turning back Nothing else to go to. Once you see truth, you can't unsee it. Once you get a fuller revelation of Jesus Christ, you can't unsee that. Oh, God, help us to not even try to go back. Remember those that turned back, those Jewish Christians who received Christ, and then they tried to go back to the law. Same principle, same concept. And Lord, uh, the Bible uh, talked about how that they slid back. Said, if we sin willfully after that, we have received the knowledge of the truth. There remaineth no more sacrifice for sin, but a certain fearful looking for judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. Oh God, we don't want to make ourselves an adversary to your new covenant and your new way of working. Help us, Lord, to not be archaic, stubborn, stiff necked, unmoldable, unmovable. Help us to be pliable in your hands. Do what only you can do in a way that only you can do it. And Lord, would you break the yoke of man-made religion off anybody's neck that it might be on tonight. Liberate us into the fresh move of God that you want us to experience. In Jesus' name we pray. For without Him I could
1: Without Him, how lost I would be. Jesus loves me, this I know.